Welcome to another episode of She's Intentional with Megan and Julie. We today are talking about being intentional with what's next. Mm. And this could be so many. I mean, we're going to dive in, but this is kind of like, could be a lot of things. Welcome to another episode of She's Intentional. Join us on an incredible journey as we share our experiences and lessons learned in our homes. We may not have all of the answers, but as best friends and business partners, we're really excited to open up about our successes and failures along the way. Tune in to our down-to-earth and super relatable podcast as we explore the power of intentional rhythms and how they have positively impacted every aspect of our lives. We're here to support and inspire you on your own journey. So grab a cozy spot, put on your favorite headphones, and get ready for a heartwarming and transformative discussion. Together, let's rewrite the rules and create a life we love. Yeah, I was going to feel like this. I feel like this is a thing that is a lot of things. And at the end, you're going to be like, well, is it that simple? And yeah, yeah, yeah. we're going to boil it down to like something that's super simple and uh, mm-hmm. almost like too good to be true. But we promise it is so sweet and so tender and has worked so well for Julie and I in our season mm-hmm. that we're, we've been in. Mm-hmm. Um, Whatever season you're in. Yeah. Yeah. Like there are different season. seasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, Julie, what season do you feel like y'all have been in? Like, oh gosh, I was actually trying to think of like a good descriptor because I know there's like your typical, I feel like we're in kind of a, like a sewing season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> what do you feel like? You're definitely in the sewing season. You're putting the work in You're there's nothing. I shouldn't say this. There's not nothing. There is plenty, but like things aren't blooming yet. Like you're. No, You're knee yeah, deep no. in not sewing much as, things. <laughs> there's no flowers. Yeah. There's no fruit. Right. There's no, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. It's not like it's doom and gloom. Like, yeah. Lots of hard work. Yeah. What season do you feel like you guys are in? <clears throat> We're in the winter. We are in yeah. the winter. <laughs> and I feel like uh, my sister Caitlin texted me this the other day because we listened to an Annie F. Downs podcast on different mm-hmm. seasons. Mm-hmm. And she was like, where are you? And I was like, We're in the winter. And I feel like spring is right at the cusp. Like mm. we are at the end. And for a while, I fought winter so much. By winter, mm-hmm. we mean like mm. you are in a season of waiting. Waiting. Yeah. In You're in a season yeah. of in between. You're, there's not a lot of things to be sewn because you're mm-hmm. not sure what's next. Um, and I heard it like as it feels really – it can be really isolating. It can feel Ooh. very alone. It can feel, or winter is where you can rest and you mm. can get ready for the workload and you can have peace about like, this is my season that I am in. And once I heard that, I was like, oh my word, instead mm-hmm. of hating this season and being like, God, right. what when is it- going on? 
yeah, when is this going to end? What if I just rested? And what if I just truly got ready for spring and just and like got in my bed and really, truly learned how to just mm-hmm. be instead of do? Mm-hmm. Winter mm-hmm. has allowed me to be and mm-hmm. uh, instead of doing. And it has been mm-hmm. it's been a really hard season for Megan Hansel to just sit by. That is not mm-hmm. my strength, mm-hmm. as we all know. But there's like a trust. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's probably like the beauty of why there's seasons, you know? Mm -hmm. And like, especially after years of not really breaking our lives down into seasons, right? Mm -hmm. Like you spend so much time, if you don't know what season you're in, you spend so much time questioning when the current season's going to end. Don't you think? Yeah. And like winter to me. So we both grew up like, I don't know, how many hours apart? Like an hour, two hours apart from each other? Didn't meet until college. But when I think of winter, like, so Illinois, okay, that's where we both doom grew. and gloom. <laughs> oh yeah, overcast, cold, cold, cold. But when I think of winter, it actually like takes me back to my childhood, and I remember playing mm. in the snow, and mm. at night, you know, being literally like called in to go to bed because you've been playing in the snow since the minute you got home from school. And I remember laying in the snow, and I don't know what it is about the nighttime and snow if it absorbs sound, but I just remember it being so quiet. Yes. And the winter can, like, to me, I think of, yes, for like rest and quiet and peace mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. preparedness, right? Because you know that the, that the next season is coming, but that's what I think of. And I don't know, I, it's so hard to rest, but I think you're yeah. doing such an amazing job because God has big things in store and it's just cause it's not a working season. Yeah. So, it has felt really weird. Um, I feel like I had to disconnect from a lot of things um, to be where God wanted me to be. Like, I know that I'm supposed to be in this season of winter. Mm. Like, this has been, yeah. it, th- we have been in this season, I want to say, since September of 2022. Like, that mm-hmm. is when that season started hitting, and I hated it for so I I um, mm-hmm. resented it. And now I realize mm-hmm. what a gift it was. Um, mm-hmm. Like, spring is where you're sowing seeds and you're working really, really, really hard and there's no harvest and you're just working your butt off. And it's when things are, you can feel like things are on the cusp and summer is when things are going so good Mm -hmm. and you can see the fruit of your labor finally coming to fruition. And it's like when the highs are really high, that's your summer season. And then you've got fall Mm -hmm. where you're finishing up the workload. You're starting to wind down. You're able to enjoy the fruit mm-hmm. that you worked so hard for in spring and summer. And then you have winter where it's just dark and it can feel alone and you can have one or two lenses. And for so for a year, I lived in the lens of I'm alone. I don't know what my next steps are. Everything feels so uncertain. I'm doubting everything because things are so quiet. I doubt, 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 doubt to... The other lens is what a beautiful time for resting, what a beautiful time to reflect on what Mm -hmm. God has done, what a beautiful time to be able to be where I'm supposed to be Mm -hmm. instead of living in the depths. Like either lens, it's the same circumstances, but the lenses are different. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. Julie and I really wanted to talk through like, what does it look like to have like whatever season you're in, why, like what, mm-hmm. what if your next steps are uncertain or what if you're not sure what you should be doing right now? Okay. One picture I just got when you were saying that mm. was imagine trying to live your 
seed sowing life during winter. Mm. It's not changing. Like just because you wish you were in a different season doesn't change the season. It just makes Mm -hmm. your life more miserable, right? Imagine being in Illinois and trying to plant seeds when the the ground is rock hard. Like God didn't design – God didn't design our lives to work like that, right? Mm -hmm. Like, so whatever season you're in, embracing that, seeing what it is, and just really asking God to show you what Mm -hmm. he wants you to learn during that season is going to be way more fulfilling than fighting against the season Mm -hmm. every day. And I think for for me, I can't speak for you because I know that we don't, but like scarcity mindset is so hard. It's such a battle for me. And so when I was in the summer, I was always bracing for the winter. I never truly sat and enjoyed the summer. Mm -hmm. We've had, Julie and I have had very public success. uh, I feel like for like our space, right? For what we do, we had some very public highs, but I never allowed myself to enjoy them because I was always so worried of if it went away. And what it did was it stole so much time from that season of enjoyment. I never enjoyed the fall, right? Because I didn't get to reap, I didn't get to see the benefits Mm -hmm. because I was bracing myself for winter. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I didn't get to be where I was in that season and enjoy the beautiful Mm -hmm. moments that all seasons had. Right. The yeah. spring was beautiful because there was so much work, but I was just so busy working. I never looked up to see what was planted, you know, mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. the uncertainty can feel in every season. You can feel you can either have the lens of not enough and this stinks because I'm bracing myself or you can have the lens of this is exactly where God has me at this point in my life and I'm going to be where he has me. And I'm going to enjoy this season like it was meant to be enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's so good. Meg, you had touched on like times of uncertainty. And I don't – do you still feel like even through uncertainty, you can still know what season you're in? And I feel like yeah, that's comforting. So. Do you agree? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Like even when the – because I feel like times of uncertainty can mean to me more details. Mm. Do you agree with that? So like while – you're not really questioning your season. You might be questioning like what God has for you in that season or. Yeah. Yeah. What's my best next? Yes. Like what is, what does this look like? What am I supposed to be doing in this season? Sometimes Mm -hmm. we get so into the, um, so in the weeds that we don't even know what we're supposed to be doing. And so we thought it'd be fun if we like included, um, how to know like what you're, what you're being called to do. What is your, Mm. what are your, what are your natural Mm -hmm. giftings and how can you serve your season best? Um, Mm -hmm. and we wanted to come up with some like really practical ways to do that. Mm -hmm. Do you want to jump to the question? What do you, where, where should we go next? Yeah. Um, I think like when you're struggling with like my, your uncertainty when you're, when you're sitting there and you're battling that, like, what am I supposed to be doing? And you're starting to feel like that panic in your belly. We can always go back to the truth of where does God have me right now? What am I supposed to be doing right now? And what are my giftings Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and where can I serve right now? So Mm -hmm. like when people are like, well, what am I, um, people always say like, what is my, what is my calling or I, what's the word I'm looking for? Do you know what I'm talking about? Like um, my purpose, like what is uh, my purpose? 
Mm-hmm. And I don't think that your purpose is um, personally, this is just my opinion. There's nothing based on mm-hmm. this, but I feel like you have different purposes for different seasons. I do not think that your purpose mm-hmm. remains the same. Mm-hmm. I agree. Forever and ever. And I think God, God can truly change your heart on things mm-hmm. that you might have been so sold out for, but then God can take a desire away that you never dreamed of. And then if that desire or something is something that has been your purpose for so long, what does it look like when that's different in a different season? Mm-hmm. So like, mm-hmm. what what is my purpose right now? So Ju, what are like some, what are some practical things that we people can ask themselves of like, what is my calling? What is my purpose right now? What are some things that we can help them mm-hmm. get to that point? So first thing that I feel is 100% necessary for me in asking any type of question is a journal something to write down. And I have never really been a journal, like a journaler. I don't, I've never did a diary. Like I'm not a feelings writer downer type person. Okay. That's probably terrible grammar, but that's just not okay. But hear me out on this. Yeah. You've got to talk to God about it, right? Like you got to ask questions and Mm. look at who he created you, what he built you as, how he designed you because there's only one way to live the most fulfilling life and that's to be who God created you to be. Mm. So when you're just starting to try to discover this and to see like, okay, is who I am, right? Like being informs doing. So Mm. when we're trying to figure out like, hey, what's our, like, you know, for using the word purpose or, you know, your mission, your calling, your identity, like Mm -hmm. asking questions is great but you're going to forget and things aren't going to be as clear until you're writing them down. So mm-hmm. grab yourself a notebook. It doesn't need to be anything fancy and a quiet space. And yes, start asking questions, things that you're maybe wondering. And Meg and I call this, and we've learned it from um, teachings from Jamie Winship, but like we call it truth, te- truth telling. Mm-hmm. And so you can write down the truths about um, what you're facing currently and asking mm-hmm. God to speak into those things. So to give you mm-hmm. thoughts and ideas and um, pictures or whatever in your mind of what you might be facing then. Um, do you agree, Meg? Are you, is there a yeah. direction? Yeah, I think too, like um, as you're writing things down, like these are some, like some, if we're going to give you like part one, part two, part three, I'd mm-hmm. be like part one, ask God, who do you, who do you say I am? What, what do you call yep. me? Like, what do you call me? Mm-hmm. What's my identity that you gave me? And write down whatever comes to mind, that free flow of thoughts. It can absolutely, if we believe the Holy Spirit lives inside of us, then those free flowing of thoughts could absolutely be the Holy Spirit telling you what God calls you. And then you can get really nitty gritty and listen and write down, but then like ask yourself practical questions of like, what am I naturally gifted in? Yep. Mm-hmm. What? what comes so natural for me that is difficult for others? And my first example I always come to is Russell is so naturally gifted in directions. And by that, I mean, that man is never lost. (laughs) Never ever in his entire life has he ever felt lost ever. And it's so funny. I know truly true. I get turned around going to my kid's school every day uh, sometimes. So like, (laughs) I don't understand that, but one time, Mm -hmm. It was the first time he ever came to visit 
and he and I drove up to Chicago for the day. This was like day two or three. Like he had, was visiting with my family and then we decided to go back. I don't remember why, but I didn't think about where I parked my car. Didn't even consider it. And he was like, we need to go back. I'm like, oh. And if you're downtown Chicago, there are mm. hundreds of thousands mm-hmm. of parking spaces. Mm-hmm. I didn't remember anywhere close to where we were. And I had to think about where we started. And sweet little Russell, like, found his way back to our parking garage. And he's like, in my mind, I thought, how am I going to explain to her dad that we lost her car downtown Chicago? Like, how <laughs> am I going to do that? This is my first time meeting them. I'm in some And has Russell ever been to Chicago before? Had he ever been down to Chicago? Never, 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 never. And he found our way back to the parking garage after about 15 minutes of trying to navigate around. He literally, it took us no time from once he was like, hey, we're over here. Hey, we need to go Mm -hmm. this way. Hey, we need to go this way. And I'm like, how did we get here? I remember thinking when I saw my car, thank you, Jesus. Like Mm -hmm. I lost my car downtown Chicago because I was so infatuated with this. (laughs) Southern boy that came to visit me. I didn't even think about where I parked. <laughs> so in love. Um, so in love. But it was like, it's so, it's like a guy, like that's not something that Russell like trained on. It's just like his innate ability that like was designed with um, and not mm-hmm. something that like he learned on his own. So like mm-hmm. things like that, like Julie, what comes so easily mm-hmm. for you that like other people don't consider? Well, you call things out in me sometimes that I'm like, oh, I didn't realize. Yeah. But one of the things that we talk about is asking questions. You mm-hmm. always are like, oh, you're so good at this. And I don't really mm-hmm. think about it until somebody mm-hmm. – right, until somebody else calls it out. And that's one of the signs that it might be a gifting, right, is something yeah. that other people call out is like, wow, you're very good at that or that comes very yeah. naturally for you. Yeah. Right? Hearing people call that stuff out. So in turn, what that might mean is that quality – might actually tie into like an identity that God has created you to be in mm-hmm. specifically. Yeah. So the purpose of yours yeah. is to live in. The, and I think something like two other practical things is like, yes, ask somebody else, like, what am I naturally gifted at? If you're like, I can't come up with anything, ask your friends, ask your close friends, what am I naturally gifted at? And two, look back at your life and think about something that has been your entire life, maybe something people spoke over you or something Mm -hmm. that people have told Mm -hmm. in you. Maybe it's been a bad thing that they have said it, but like, it truly is a good thing. Like Mm -hmm. we joke about Julie and her patterns, but like Julie is Mm -hmm. a connector. She can see things that like most people don't see because she's always looking to connect the dots of how did we get here? And so like what a gift that is when she is talking to people, she's connecting people. When she is doing other things, it's always about the connection, right? And that is something that she has done her entire life. It just comes so easily for her. If something so yes. in the- if something gives you life or when you start talking about it, and this mm-hmm. is how this is how where yours like stands out to me so much, Meg, is like when you start talking about it, you get so excited, right? Like you could just talk forever on it and like your audience is captivated just because of your passion behind it. Mm -hmm. That's another clue, right? That you might be doing something that you're called to do. Yeah. Like look at it and ask, um, 
it, I think, I think the uh, hardest thing here is that a lot of times our identity becomes what we yeah. do, our right. job title, the mom title, the mm-hmm. wife title, the like for me forever, yeah. it was like the Monate girl. Like I am like, that was my whole identity. Everything that we did was through that lens. And if somebody asked me what I did, I couldn't tell them anything outside of that. Mm-hmm. And that's not, that's, that's not like, it's not what you do for a living. That's not your identity. It's if you could pull all those things mm-hmm. out, what is it mm-hmm. that makes you, you, what, what, when God created you in at your mother's womb, what natural giftings and strengths did he give mm-hmm. only you that only you can fulfill in this world? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just not a title. So one way I like to think about it is that if, let's say wife or mom, right? If it mm-hmm. could be taken away, it's not, it's not built in you, right? Mm-hmm. So we're looking for things that are built in you that allow you mm-hmm. to live in your, yeah, in your yeah. deepest, best calling. Mm-hmm. And, and when you, when you know your calling, it helps you navigate the uncertainty so much easier, so much greater. Mm -hmm. There is a trust. Mm -hmm. I think there's like a deeper trust in God and what he's doing when you know that you have a purpose and that it's just not your time to Mm -hmm. do the next thing that you want to do yet. Like I, like for me, that is what it has been is Mm -hmm. we have been in some really uncertain times and a lot of, like, it's not common knowledge, like the uncertain times that Russell and I have been going through. It's not, it's not like this, uh, social media thing that everybody knows what's going on, but mm-hmm. I know exactly where, that we are exactly where God has us right now. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it took a lot of things to get here mm-hmm. and to have a piece of like, even in the uncertain, like there's a piece there. Mm-hmm. It's because we know that we're living in what God has called us to. Mm-hmm. And like, if you're, you. yeah. And like when you're in an uncertain time and you don't have that, or you don't know that you'll notice fear starts to take over, right? Mm. Like your how many decisions you make based on scarcity, fear, um, of the unknown of not being what you expect. It could be anything, right? Mm-hmm. So that's one way to know, am I Am I making this in this season? Am I clinging to fear or am I clinging to certainty, which only yeah. comes from the Lord? So, is every is every decision being made out of fear? Like, am I choosing safety over everything else yeah. right now because I'm so scared or fearful? And I think the best way to describe it is: it feels like you're spinning out of control. It feels like that spinning. When I am living in fear, it's that it is that. I am not trusting and I am trying to take control of all of these plates Mm -hmm. that I'm not supposed to be even handling right now. Mm -hmm. And so, and I'm not living, I feel so, um, an example of this. And I think I've talked about this before is, uh, one time in our business, I was talking to my business coach at the time and everybody kept telling me that I needed to rest. And we've already talked about, like, I'm not good at resting at this point in my life. Everybody kept telling me, you need to rest, you need to rest, you need to rest. And I was not in a season of rest at that point. That's not where God had me. I was literally in the summer in this time, but Mm -hmm. I kept listening to everybody else telling me you need to rest. And so I disconnected from all of the team calls Mm -hmm. that I was doing. I disconnected from um, the people that I should have been talking to. I disconnected and I was miserable. Mm -hmm. I 
hated it. I, for like two weeks, I hated myself. I was like slipping into like a, a depression, like mentality. I wasn't in depression. I was just like, so mm-hmm. woe is me in the depths. My mind was like, I suck. I'm horrible at this. I am the worst. And I just kept like, it was spinning so fast out of control. And my business coach was like, Megan, your rest looks different than everybody else. You're supposed to be, if you're not able to be around people or Mm -hmm. influence people like your strengths are, then you're Mm -hmm. not living in your strengths. And so you're going to be really struggling. Like you're doing the worst Mm -hmm. thing possible for you right Mm -hmm. now. You should be Mm -hmm. living in your strengths. You should be doing your, the -hmm. things that you are gifted in every Mm -hmm. single day. And when you don't, you feel less alive. Right. And when you can identify those things and know, Mm -hmm. just like you did, thank goodness you, mm -hmm. yeah. But it was, it's so like, there are, there are things out there that you can do. There are tests out there that you can take. Mm -hmm. You can, the problem is sometimes we make those things become our identity and like we can make like the Clifton strengths is my all time favorite assessment Mm -hmm. of all time. Everybody knows that I love it. Uh, It's just so good, but, Mm -hmm. and you can know those things about yourself and they will help you. But sometimes that can be our identity. Well, I am a this. So then therefore I do this. And then it, you can make excuses for yourself based off of those, but mm-hmm. go back and look at what you're – ask God, like, what am I naturally gifted at? And your purpose is always going to flow out of those things because it's not something that you can do on your own. It's not something that you can – it's just something natural inside mm-hmm. of you that God created you and only you for. Mm-hmm. It's like when you try to be somebody else, it feels really difficult because that's not who you were created to be. It's like mm-hmm. when you try to be – like fit into like these other – purposes that other people are putting on Mm -hmm. you and it feels wrong and imposter Mm -hmm. syndrome and all these other things. It's probably because that's not what God created you for. You're trying to be what other people want or be what you Mm -hmm. think you're supposed to fit into, but go back to your natural things. Mm -hmm. And truly those other things aren't what matter at all. So Mm -hmm. like things you were spoke over that are not true, that were not of, that are not of God. Like Mm -hmm. Truth tell those things, like write down, ask God, like, who do you say I am? Write Mm. down things, you know, um, write down your thoughts because he created you so unique and so yeah, designed so perfectly that you'll know, like you'll know if you're living in like your, in your strengths, in your, in your true identity, because there's a different joy that comes. There's a peace, even in times of uncertainty, even in times of right? Drought, different, all the seasons we talked about in the beginning, like there's just still that peace that, and this excitement. And Meg, you mentioned the word, um, freedom. Like Mm -hmm. there's a different freedom that comes, um, when you can nail down these things and it could be so many things like write down, like let your thoughts just flow and Mm -hmm. write down the many things that you think of, because God will, God will show you, like you'll tie together the different things, um, and he'll offer you opportunities. And also this doesn't mean like Meg, what do you say to like people who are like, listen, I'm way into my job, right? It could mm-hmm. be whatever job it is. Like, um, and let's say they're like, but my identity is over here. Mm-hmm. Do you think that God can use like your identity in your current job? Like, what is your we didn't really talk this through. Do you have opinions on that? Like, yeah, I feel like you can fit I if God created you for it and he put you in that job, then there is a purpose that it can fit. You just don't recognize it yet. Yeah. Yeah. 
What do you think? Yeah, I completely agree. And like opening your eyes to say like, okay, God, here's where you have me. Like, and let's just say, let's just say the role is a, is a police officer, right? Or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like there's still a unique purpose that you have there, Mm. whether that's for the people you serve, right? Like this, if that's for civilians, if that's a coworker, if that's another, like there's so many. So yeah, like this doesn't mean like take a huge job change. This means Mm -hmm. look at where, and here's another, okay, flip side. I don't know. We didn't talk about going this direction, but I was just thinking about this because you're also very good at this. Like, as you dive into this yourself, like think about your spouse, right? Like think about mm. your kids. Think about like and pray over and speak life mm-hmm. over things you notice in them more so mm-hmm. that the voices that they hear, right, are of truth and are of like godly things and mm-hmm. qualities, you know? Mm-hmm. I think that goes into like what you focus on expands. So if you see something in your spouse that is good, let Speak Mm -hmm. that over them so that can expand in their life and they can see Mm -hmm. good and hear good versus Mm -hmm. the loud voices that are negative or even in your Mm -hmm. kids. Like Mm -hmm. if you see a true gifting in them, Mm -hmm. speak it over them so that way they can Mm -hmm. see that and instead of focusing on all the wrong and all the bad, like Mm -hmm. tell them what they're doing right. Speak that over them because later on in life, they're going to have times where they're uncertain and they need to go back to like, what am I naturally gifted? What did God create Mm -hmm. purpose for? Like, what is my purpose right now? Mm -hmm. What am I supposed to be doing really well? And I know for me, my purpose right now is being right here in my home with my Mm -hmm. kids in this season, looking them in the eyeballs and resting. And, Mm -hmm. and it feels very uncomfortable at times, but like, I know that my job right now is to encourage them and speak and mm-hmm. speak over Russell and encourage him. And that's exactly what my purpose is right now. It looks so mm-hmm. different than what I thought it was going to look like, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think too, it becomes, let's say, let's say something else arises, right? As you're in a season of like waiting and something else arises and you're trying to make a decision, whether it's for you or your spouse mm-hmm. or your family or any circumstance, mm-hmm. When you know where you're most gifted in, Mm. you're less likely to choose things that don't fit that, right? Mm -hmm. Because you can say, no, my giftings are here, here, and here. Does this Mm -hmm. honor that or does this Mm -hmm. align with that? Does this match? Because you're best used in the areas that match your Mm -hmm. identity. Mm. A perfect example of this is there I used to feel shame and guilt over not being the person that enjoyed bringing in all of the food and the snacks and <laughs> the Bible study, right? Or being the room, the yeah. classroom mom. Like I yeah. used to feel uh, one teacher asked me to be classroom mom and then she never asked me to do anything ever again because <laughs> I was horrible at it. And I like, it's not where I'm, that's not where I'm good at. That is absolutely not it. And I felt so much shame and guilt over not being enough or in my mind, Mm -hmm. like I'm failing at this. And the truth is that's not where I shine. That, that ain't it for me. (laughs) And I need to know, like, there are other people that are gifted in that. And when I'm trying, I'm I'm like the yes person that's trying to do all the things. I am trying to be somebody that I'm not. And I'm also not allowing somebody that is really good at it to, to do their thing because Mm -hmm. I'm filling that, that void. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes saying no to something because you know that that's not what you're strong in, allow somebody else to step up. That's actually very good at it. And they get to live in their gifting because you Mm -hmm. had the wherewithal to say, no, that's not Mm -hmm. it for me. Mm -hmm. There's no shame in that. No, no. And then you might've already noticed qualities in that other person. And maybe they're just like, Mm -hmm. 
right? Like being overlooked, not on purpose, mm-hmm. but then you can say, Hey, you know what? I, but I saw her and she did an amazing, whatever. I wonder yeah. if she would, I wonder if she would love to do this or whatever. So I, I love that. That was a good, that was a good example. Well, it's because true. That's, <laughs> I mean, because, but then what happened was yeah. like, I felt uncertain. I felt, I started living in fear mm-hmm. of like, well, what, what if I'm doing this mm-hmm. so badly, they start thinking this, or what if mm-hmm. I disappoint mm-hmm. them? And when you're living mm-hmm. in the thing that you're made to do, it just is so easy. Mm-hmm. It not easy. I shouldn't use that word. It's so, it just right. know what you mean. Mm-hmm. flows. It flows. Mm-hmm. Right. Like one of the things that like makes me feel most alive is being on stages and, and, and giving speeches. And I, Love it. I literally feel so alive when I am doing mm-hmm. that. Like it just comes so easily for me. I love being able to see people's faces. Mm-hmm. I love seeing their reactions. And you always mm-hmm. say like my jokes get funnier. If people are laughing, mm-hmm. they get funnier because I can see that it's like mm-hmm. actually doing Feeding off the audience. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. I feel- and so like, I like it's, mm-hmm. it's people for me. Like I need to be interacting with people. Mm-hmm. Doing something, a live video on social media ain't doing it for me because mm-hmm. I can't see the people's. Mm-hmm. I can't give the feedback, right? So like I know that mm-hmm. I need to be around people. And when I t- take myself away from that, that's mm-hmm. where the isolation, shame, all this doubt and fear mm-hmm. comes in because mm-hmm. I stepped away from the thing that I'm good at. Mm-hmm. And there's no shame in that. That's the thing. Like there's no, yep. there's no shame. It's just being able to decipher and say, hey, you know what? Here's where I'm good. Here's where I'm not. Yeah. And yep. yeah, let the other people take the the role that's not fit for you. Yeah. Now that doesn't mean like I'm not good at cleaning the house that I can just shrug that <laughs> off. Darn. <laughs> I wish that were the case. <laughs> and my people always need fed, even though Russell is the one that normally does it. When he doesn't, I still got to step in, right? <laughs> but like – in the uncertainty, mm-hmm. the thing that I think has been more helpful than anything is asking God, like, what do you call me? What do you, mm-hmm. what, what do you have for me? And then like, what do you want me to know today? Mm-hmm. What do you want me to do today, God? Mm-hmm. Those two simple questions mm-hmm. can change your whole perspective each and every day. Mm-hmm. Sorry, uh, Julie's headphones went out for a second, but we're good. We're back. Died. <laughs> we're we're back. We're all good. Yeah, it's so good, Meg. And I think you're exactly right. The end goal for everybody across the board here is that nobody else can tell – you can ask for insight and you can ask for advice, but at the end of the day, you have to sit down with your journal and ask the Lord, like, what do you want me to know? What do you want me to do? Mm-hmm. Who am I? Who do you say I am? And don't worry mm-hmm. about the questions. Like, those are great questions to ask. But the most important thing is that you're asking questions and that you're seeking to be the best version of who you were made to be. And the one who created you is the one you have to ask. Yeah. The one that created you is the one you have to ask. What season am I in? Where do you want me? What do you want me to do today? Those questions will help you have have, um, ground. The picture I just got is like ground to stand on when you feel like you're in an earthquake. When you feel like everything is falling away from you and you feel like you have no control and you're losing everything around you in the earthquake, you can see it all happening. You will feel steady ground when you ask God, 
What do you have for me? Yeah. What do you want me to do about this? Like there is so much freedom in asking God, what do you want me to know about this? What do you want me to do about this? And just trust and the uncertainty fades and you you have level ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And like we promised in the beginning, it is that simple. Yeah. But yeah. if you refuse to ask, you won't know. And I think too, like let's add one more one more layer of depth is like truth tell to God. Like when you said like truth tell, like truth tell, like I feel like everything is crumbling around you, around mm-hmm. me. I feel like I'm alone, whatever it is. I don't want to put things on your head. But mm-hmm. like for me, it was like, you're mm-hmm. taking away desires that I thought I never was going to get rid of. You mm-hmm. are, you're taking away like these big things of identity that have been so big on my life. It feels like you're stripping them away. What are you doing? It feels like I'm spinning out of control. And what a beautiful time it was mm-hmm. for the Lord to be like, mm-hmm. we're going to, we're going to take a pause on that right now. And I'm going to show you who you really are mm-hmm. outside of this thing. I'm going to show you it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think too, in scary um, or uncertain times, asking God, like, where are you? Mm-hmm. And this is because he promises to never leave us or forsake us. Mm-hmm. He's with you. But when it doesn't, when you can't feel his presence, you can ask him. And then like, I pray almost every single day, like help me to see you throughout my day in ways mm-hmm. that I might easily overlook. Mm, so good. Yeah. When I'm feeling uncertain, you can say, mm-hmm. help me to feel your presence. Mm-hmm. Or just say, me things of give, you, me, or, yeah. Yeah, give me steady ground. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Give no me breath in my lungs. Yeah. yeah. But you can find out what you're made for. You can find out what season you're in. You can do all of these things just by asking and and he will give you the thoughts. Write them down and it mm-hmm. will free flow out of you. Yeah. Simple as that. Do, with that, tell the people. No, I get to ask it. you a favorite question. Okay. okay. Fine. You don't even try. I was can trying. I ask the same question? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's our, new, it's our new segment. <laughs> <laughs> As of right now, um, Meg, what mm-hmm. is one of your favorite things right now? I'm going to tell you this. It came to me very, just this second. But do you see these little gold ball earrings that I'm Ooh, wearing? I see them. Yes. Denise bought these for me when she was in town. We went to a fun little boutique. And yeah. it's not even the earrings that mean that much. I love them. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. They're beautiful. I yeah. literally picked them out and was like, oh, these give me life. Oh. It was the fact that she bought something. So that way I didn't notice that she went behind me and bought something, bought these for me. And then when we got Mm -hmm. in the car, I was like, oh, you bought that cute little keychain. She's like, yeah, but I really bought these for you. And I felt like, yeah, so seen and so loved. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you didn't, I I didn't, I don't want, like, I felt guilty. Like, I don't, I don't want Mm -hmm. these, but I want them because they remind me like Mm -hmm. she saw me and cared for me and it was so sweet. She knew you'd say no if you asked probably. So she had to be all sneaky. Right. She would. Yeah. If I knew she was checking out just earrings, I would have been like, what are you doing? So she had to be real sneaky about it. And it just meant so much. That's the best. So now I wear them almost every day and I love them so much. They're gorgeous. Yep. They are. I mean, thank you. But also, yes, they are. Uh, all right, guys, be intentional, share the podcast. Um, we ask this now all the time. If you, if this has been meaningful or helpful, share it on your socials 
um, because that is how we've been able to grow. We can't do it without you and we need your support in this to keep doing it, right? Like if this is helpful, we want to keep encouraging. And so share it, um, review it. And we're just so, so grateful that you are here. Go live intentionally.